Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. When the world around you is in crisis, the pull to go home is very strong. To be around your friends and family when your anxiety is through the roof can be the best medicine. But for those Aussies returning back from overseas, they now face two weeks of isolation in a hotel room first, with some experiencing better conditions than others. And for those who've dared to speak out about it, it's been rough. I have no problem with being quarantined. I'm on board with the idea. But when you're not getting fed and you're already in a stressful situation, for people to say horrible things to you, that adds a whole nother layer of stress. It's a horrible way to be welcomed back to my home country. Today, we're going to find out what it's really been like for those in hotel lockdown. The spread of the COVID-19 coronavirus has been helped along by our ability to travel. The first case of it arriving in Australia on a flight from Guangzhou in China back on January 19. Since then, we've seen borders close, flights cancelled and international visitors banned, while all Aussies returning home were asked to self-isolate for two weeks on arrival. All to try and halt the rush of new cases into our health system and avoid them having to make life or death decisions due to a lack of beds or medical supplies. But after some people decided not to listen to that directive, Prime Minister Scott Morrison announced they were escalating the measures. By no later than midnight tomorrow, states and territories will be quarantining all arrivals through our airports, in hotels and other accommodation facilities for the two weeks of their mandatory self-isolation before they are able to return to their home. Eight days ago, we saw the Australian Federal Police, Border Patrol and Defence Force step in to escort returning citizens to hotels in the city where they landed. The measures leaving some family members waiting at the airport worried about those more vulnerable. My 85-year-old father's returning from the US today with his wife. We're quite concerned that I don't think going onto a bus with other people for an 85-year-old person who's at risk is the right place to be. Despite their concerns, everyone getting off international flights have now been taken to hotels across the country. Some were left waiting in buses for up to five hours before being allowed to enter the lobby. Some were greeted with the words, Welcome Government 115, we hope you enjoy your stay on their TVs, in a strange dystopian Handmaid's Tale-style welcome. And not long after, word started to get out that some of these new guests were facing issues. Some said they were being treated like prisoners. Many of us shook our heads in disbelief. How hard could it be in your fancy hotel room? Well, let's find out. Tara has been living in the UK for the past 12 months, but after hearing direction from our government to return home, she hopped on a British Airways flight back to Australia. Tara, did you know you were going into hotel quarantine before you arrived? I think I found out a couple of days before I left the UK. I actually had welcomed the idea. I was really excited about it. 
I was planning to quarantine anyway. My parents sort of wanted me to come home and stay in my room, but I was looking into hotels or Airbnbs where I could be completely by myself. So talk us through then what it was like to get off the plane. Who were you met by and how did you get to the hotel? When we hopped off the plane, straight away there was people everywhere, whether it was army or policemen or border patrol, Everyone was sort of lined up and escorted eventually after a bit of waiting around onto buses. We hopped on buses and up until that point, I'd sort of been able to distance myself from other people. You know, there was no one really on my plane. We were sort of in lines at the airport with a bit of distance between us. But then on the bus, it was sort of people everywhere. So I put my bag next to me, hoping you know, no one would sit next to me, but there was people behind me, in front of me, all sort of around me. So yeah, it was a bit concerning. And there was a guard next to me who wasn't even wearing her mask. So I started getting a little bit concerned at that point about my own safety from the virus. So yeah, we were taken up to the hotel. We pulled up at the Intercontinental and I was stoked, obviously. I knew that there was like a bunch of different hotels. So I was really pleased when we got to this hotel and I was taken up to my room by a police officer and they take you into your room and they just sort of tell you once they close the door, that's sort of it. Um, They take your room key and everything and they tell you, you know, there's going to be people sort of patrolling outside your room and downstairs and everything. So once they close the door, you're sort of locked in there. And were you given a list of things you were and weren't allowed to do? Like were you allowed to, say, order food in or did you have to rely on the hotel? Well, this is the thing. There was no real communication about the process. When we were at the airport, we were given a bunch of pamphlets with information, but all the information we were given was wrong. We were told we would be allowed to order delivery food. We were told we might have access to outdoor space. But when we got to the hotel, it just wasn't the case. We were told that at our hotel, we'd have three meals coming a day, which is great. But we weren't allowed to order any delivery food. We weren't allowed care packages dropped in. And I started getting concerned when lunch didn't turn up. It was supposed to come at 12 to 1.30. And by about 2.30, I was getting a bit worried because I hadn't eaten for a long time. I'd been on a long 23-hour flight, and that already had a limited food service because of the virus and everything. So I was starting to feel quite sick, and I was calling and chasing food and asking if anything was going to come. And by about three, I was just so stressed out about the situation. You know, you're locked in a room, and on top of that, to have to worry about food, being fed, it was just... Yeah, it was a bit of a worry and the first three days were just a mess with having to call and chase every meal, meals not coming at the times they're supposed to come. I kept being given meat meals when I was asking for vegetarian but yeah, my main concern was that food wasn't turning up and when you're not allowed to organise and pay for your own food, it just feels like you've had a lot of power taken from you and for no good reason. (laughs) What about other kinds of supplies? Like I'm presuming some people will need sanitary products, there'll be people who need medical supplies. What about all those kinds of things? 
we were never really made to fill out any form asking if we needed any medications, if we had any existing medical conditions or mental health problems. So I found that quite interesting. And we get to the hotel and my friend asked for paracetamol. She's in another room here and she was refused by the hotel. And then I was asking for toothpaste. So not an essential, but I'd sort of run out and I was like, oh, surely they'll have some toothpaste. And I waited all day. I was calling and calling them, asking them for toothpaste. And then it sort of made me wonder what would happen if I needed tampons. So I called and asked for tampons as well. And same situation. I'm sat there waiting for hours and hours for these things. So that's a bit concerning when you can't have any deliveries coming to you because, you know, people have friends and family that would happily drop those things to them. But when they say no, it's a bit of a concern. What about cleanliness? Obviously, you don't have a washing machine in your room. I'm presuming you don't have a washing machine in your room. And I'm wondering if room service is going to come in, if you're locked in and that's it, I'm presuming they're not coming in to clean your room. What sort of what's happening there? Yeah, so we're not allowed to have anyone coming in, so our room won't be cleaned. But we have not been given anything to clean our own room, which bothered me a lot when I first got here because I'd come in off a plane, 23-hour flight, I've come from the airport, the clothes that I'm wearing could be carrying the virus, the belongings that I'm bringing in, you know, they could be carrying it too. And all I wanted to do was just shove everything in the washing machine We're not allowed to use the laundry service. We weren't provided with any disinfectant spray. And I just threw everything in the bath and just like turned the hot water on and tried to wipe everything down as best I could. But when you know that this virus is highly contagious, it plays on your mind that you're locked in a room with all your stuff that could be infected with no way of cleaning it. So, yeah, that was interesting on the first day. Now, some of the feedback we've been getting from your fellow Aussies who are also in hotel rooms is that the effect on your mental health is quite strong when you don't have access to natural light or fresh air. Are you in that situation? Yeah, absolutely. Not being able to open a window, not being able to sit in the sun, it does have an impact on your physical health and your mental health. I'm trying to sort of lie by the window for you know, half an hour a day to try and get some light. But it's really difficult. You know, yesterday I sort of just stayed in bed all day because I couldn't even find the motivation to get up. It plays on your mind a lot and I'm sure everyone across Australia can relate to this in some way. When you're locked up at home and you can't leave, it just makes you feel different. You feel different to how you would feel when you're able to go out every day, when you're able to exercise freely. It definitely has an impact and I don't think people can help the way that they're feeling about that. Tara's experience hasn't been the same for all of those returning home from abroad. Troy has been working in Canada for Flight Centre, which has been hit hard as the virus brings the travel industry to a grinding halt. Troy, what finally made you decide to return to Australia? 
Yeah, look, been in Canada for 10 years and been working for the Flight Centre Travel Group for 13 years. And, you know, with, with all that's happening with COVID-19, unfortunately, I was temporarily laid off work last week for a 60-day period. And I made the snap decision to come home and ride that out with family. I mean, when do I ever get a chance to spend two months in Australia living abroad? So I figured I'll seize the opportunity. And although I'll have to go through some isolation or government-run quarantine when I arrived, it's still only 14 days and I'll get to spend some time with the family after that. What's your experience been like being locked in a hotel room? Are you in a single room with a bathroom? What's What's been your experience? We didn't know what hotel we were going to when we landed, but we were greeted by government officials that gave us a notice of detention that then let us know what hotel we were going to. And I think I'd heard before I landed that Crown might be one of the hotels. So I was quietly hoping that I might get given that hotel. So a little bit of relief when it said Crown Metro on the form that we were given, just knowing that obviously it's a nice, comfortable hotel. But being confined to these four walls, it certainly can be confronting at times. I'm thankful to have a room that is of a decent size. You know, it's got a bed, it's got a little sofa in the corner, it's got a desk as well. Obviously, you got a bathroom, got the basic facilities, but it is luxury lockdown if you want to put it that way. It certainly is a comfortable room, so no complaints there. What have you been told you are and aren't allowed to do? Are you allowed to have food delivered and other things or are you reliant on the hotel service? We're completely reliant on the hotel. No deliveries are permitted from family or any care packages. No outside food is allowed to be delivered. We're not allowed to leave our room. You know, the only chance we get to open the door is three times a day when we get a knock on the door and breakfast, lunch and dinner has been delivered. No housekeeping, not that I expect that at all, but sheets and towels will be dropped off once a week and we'll change those over. So that'll be on the weekend and that'll be fine. But otherwise, we're completely at the mercy of Crown. So really, it seems to depend on which hotel you're in and how they're able to handle this influx of new guests. But a lot of us seem to have an opinion about those complaining about their conditions. After all, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now and we're all having to make changes to our lives in order to ensure we do the right thing by everyone. It could be worse, right? This is the price that, that you and the boys, unfortunately, have to pay. But in the grand scheme of things, if this means keeping everyone healthy, is it not a price worth paying? Yeah, look, absolutely. Look, I was asked to come on air today to speak to you about um, sort of finding solutions to get us some fresh air. Mm. That was why I was coming on to air to speak to you today, not to whinge about um, any of those things that you just said to me. That's Today Show host Ali Langdon in a confrontation with Aussie mum Sarah Grigg, who's stuck in a hotel room with her two young sons with no ability to open a window for some air. Like Sarah, some of those speaking out have faced harsh backlash from their fellow Australians. But ask yourself, if you couldn't get a tampon when you've got your period, if you had no idea when or if food was coming, if you had no access to natural light or fresh air for a fortnight, would you say something to see if you could improve your position? Their anxiety is real, and we need to respect that whether we agree with them or not. And in Tara's case, it actually helped in the end. The hotel has definitely changed their service, so they've improved the food, we're getting more fresh fruit, which again is really important when you're trying not to get sick. (laughs) But they've introduced a mental health hotline, which we can call. There is a nurse who does call every few days, so things have definitely improved and I'm really glad that I did speak up because it has definitely helped a lot of people in this situation. That's the quickie for today. For more episodes in the back catalogue, all 270 odd of them, most of them nothing to do with coronavirus, you can find us at mamamia.com.au forward slash the quickie. 
thanks to our producer Melanie Tate and audio producer Ian Camilleri. And if there's a story you'd like us to check out in further detail, send us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au.